You're listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Making Business Profitable podcast with profitability experts Dave Kapkowitz and Mike Watkins. Coming at you from 5,675 feet in lovely Golden, Colorado. My name is Dave Kapkowitz and I'm here with Michael Watkins living our mission statement to impact lives through improving business performance. We accomplish this by coaching, speaking, and educating so you can live your best life. Good day, Dave. Good day, Dr. Watkins. How are you doing? Yeah, when you start with the Dr. Watkins, that means you've done something or you want something. You're a Judas doctor. It's just yeah. what you got. Yeah, you, <laughs> you go. earned it. There you go. <laughs> I'm a doctor, but a whole different meaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, okay. So uh, what's the story? You got a story? I think you have a story. Yeah, man. This Today is Tuesday, and tomorrow is Wednesday, and uh, I'm headed to Barcelona for a Formula One race. They got you in the car? You Mercedes know, putting you in a car? Yeah, it'd be nice if they put me in a car. Yeah, but somebody has to whip Verstappen's ass because no, no one else is doing it. No, nobody has pace. The cars the cars don't have pace. I mean, Verstappen is a good driver, but the cars, the uh, Red Bull, when they get into the DRM zone, DRS zone, I don't know what their technology is doing, but it they just pull no, away. Yeah, What's the DRS zone? Um, it's a... Uh, it's, I'm not sure what DRS stands for, but uh, it's designed to, when you get within a second of a car in front of you mm-hmm. and you get in a DRS zone, then your um, spoiler in the back comes down and becomes more aerodynamic and you get 15 or 20. The draft off them. Uh, well, it gives you uh, kind of a boost to get around the car. Wow. To make, make it more exciting. And so if you're... If someone's trying to run you down, you want to make sure you stay a second ahead of them because mm-hmm. once they get within one second, that DRS zone is going to... Automatically it happens? Yeah, it, it happens automatically in the car. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, but the guys at uh, Red Bull, I don't know what they've done with theirs, but their car gets slippery when that thing comes down. I I, uh, I know you, you're a Mercedes fan, but I dig the Red Bull. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I like Max. He's a cocky bastard, but he's good. He can yeah. be. He's yeah. like when Michael, he, he's, no one's like Michael Jordan. I mean, Tiger Woods was a little like Michael Jordan. We kind of fell out. Yeah. But nobody's like Michael Jordan. I don't care. And you LeBron fans, you can eat it. I don't care. Michael Jordan was better. But he, he's, he's working on that kind of legacy. He's doing really well. Yeah. But, you know, again, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Formula One, you know, like Schumacher, that, you know, he was all that. Well, yeah, but he had a Ferrari that was, that outpaced everyone for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Hamilton was all that, That's right. he had a Mercedes that outpaced everyone for years. So, but these guys are all amazing, man. I mean, their reaction time is yeah, crazy. That's just crazy. So, uh, looking forward to that. What are we talking about today? So, you know, um, our clients are really familiar with because we drum this into their brains that uh, you know your customer wants three things, mm-hmm. and uh, and we tell them. You only can give them two. Pick two. Absolutely. It's like me talking to one of my kids. You want three things, pick two. Pick two. And and what are those things, Dave? Well, quality, which you have to have or you're just not in business. So, yeah. Okay. Delivery, 
Yeah, right? I, I like schedule, but Dave well, likes yeah, I'm a manufacturing guy. Yeah, yeah. Delivery, that's what we call it in the manufacturing industry. Yeah, yeah. On-time delivery, not on-time schedule. So that's, that's why point. I like it. Yep, yep. Delivery, they want a good part on time. Yep. Okay? And it's amazing how many shops just don't do that. I mean, you're talking less than 5% of all shops can deliver a good part on time. That is a scheduling problem. It is. Typically, right? It is. And last but not least, your buyer's favorite dream, price. Yes. So quality, delivery, and price is the three things that they want. And and, and no client's going to take a shitty product. So quality is off the table, right? That's yeah, just you, a you given. have to give them quality. So yeah. you're either going to be cheap or you're going to be on time. Yeah. And you can't give them all three. You can just make sure you have another job lined up. So, Dave, what about delivery? What uh, You know, delivery equals reputation. You know, if you, everybody's got to make a good part. If you don't meet print, then you, you don't have a business, right? But delivery is your reputation. That's your integrity. So do you sacrifice that? You know, I'll have it to you on June 15th. June 15th comes and goes. No one in your organization calls the buyer, lets them know in advance, because that's something people don't do, unfortunately. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they need it to assemble whatever they're assembling. But I think that's a great example, man. When you don't give them delivery, then you better have a cheap price or you'll never get business from them again. Yeah, and the only reason they go to you is because you're cheap. Because you're cheap. And who wants that? So quality means you're upright and you're high quality you're a high-quality shop. Delivery means you have top integrity. People can say integrity all day long, but you don't have integrity unless you're delivering parts on time. Sure. End sure. of story. Yeah, yeah. So that's really where it stands. Price, if I dare, Michael, price is how much you value yourself and value your team. Sure, sure. If you're making parts that are difficult, you're making parts that go on jets or rockets or in surgery or on robots or keeping a train moving or keeping an automobile automobile running, you know, keeping the farm, keeping a farm rolling with an automated tractor. Mm -hmm. If you're making that part, you should value yourself. You don't give that away. That's, I mean, think about, can you go out in the, in your town and hire someone for five bucks an hour today? No, 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 not even a really bad person. (laughs) That's right. Right. Because it's below minimum wage. Sure, sure. So, there, so you have to pay people, but I think average right now is twenty five bucks an hour, twenty four, twenty five bucks an hour nationally, for a for an entry level entry level machinist. Yeah, yeah. So if that's what that is, really, why don't why aren't you evaluate? Why aren't you valuing your lowest person at twenty five, which is what thirty three bucks an hour in cost? Yeah, at, at a minimum. Just think about it. So, no profit on that, by the way. Just fully just burdened cost. labor. So. It comes, price comes down to how much you value what you do. I think that's true. And I think that uh, post-COVID, as we talk to companies and the supply chain got all messed up and, you know, your, your material costs have now doubled, but you're holding steady on the price mm-hmm. from five years ago? How is that? Well, that's, how is it is instead of <laughs> there, is, there is erosion, right? And so if you're in the same price today as you were five years ago, you've let your margins erode. You're yes. dealing with major margin erosion. And if you're doing that, it just means you're okay with it. 
And in five years, so much has happened in today's market. Nobody should be on the same price that we were five years ago. No way. No way. And you know, the uh, business owner says, "Hey, you know, I don't think I don't think my client would screw me." And what do you say to that? <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like I've been screwed by all kinds of customers. So I may as well just put a red outfit on and dance on the street corner because I'm telling you. Let's not do that. It's a, well, I don't do very well. Metaphorically speaking. I, yeah. I am a good dancer, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing of it is, I remember, I remember going to a buyer seminar for a company called Visteon. It's a spinoff of Ford, and, and the Ford Visteon guys had this thing going on. And, and they said, if you want to work at Ford Visteon, go through, they have to go through this buying course so you understand how we process our purchase orders and how you get work and how you make sure you get paid. Of course, it was like net 120 terms, right? So we're sitting there, and, I, and they broke out into small groups for an exercise. And these three buyers for Visteon was, were in my group. They were bragging about how many companies they had put out of business the prior year. Yeah, that's... They were literally happy because they got bonused on super cheap prices. They were bragging, bragging, like out loud to me, on how many companies they put out of business. Yeah, so many business owners need to hear that. So I was looking at like a $2.5 million purchase order. And after listening to, after going to that buyer seminar, I basically pulled my bid and I went somewhere else. I didn't do any work for Vision because of that. Yeah. Because I valued my guys, I valued my team more than that. But buyers get bonused on how much money they save. So if you're buying an orthopedic field and you and your a buyer can go to you and save ten percent, part of that ten percent goes toward their personal bonus. Their personal bonus. So for them to feed their family, they have to dollar beat the price. They call it that dollar beating it. Mm-hmm. They dollar beat the price down. So that's they're, they want to take money out of your pocket and put it in theirs. And you have to vote with your feet, right? Yeah. So, but today, that that was in the 90s up to 2010, right? And now, with the turbulent market, with COVID, with reshoring, um, with a whole bunch of baby boomers exiting, right? You have, you have the big quit. You have all this stuff, right? So now there aren't enough machine shops to go around in the country, never, and all the good shops are full. Sure, sure. If they're not full, they're looking at huge contracts coming in the next six months, mm-hmm. right? DOD, space, medical, robotics, assisted surgery, life sciences. It's exploding, Yes. right? Yes. And so people are leaving lower margin, i.e. automotive, um, some ag. They're leaving that and going into more difficult um, regulated industries to make more money because they need shops. Yeah, and, and there's only so many shops to go around. So the shoe all of a sudden that we've seen it in the last year and a half is the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah. So the shops are in control now. So a buyer says, hey, I want you to get a cheaper price. The shop, if you're a good shop, you can say, no, no, I don't think so. In fact, I think my price is going up two points or three points yeah. because yeah. And you got to know your business. You got to know your gross margin. You got to know what your costs are. So you can say, my cost for labor has gone up two and a half points. My cost for materials up a point and a half. My cost for fuel for my delivery truck is up this. So my cost overall for your part has gone up two and a half points. So I'm going to need a price increase. Yes, because I still need to get That's profit right. on top of that. And here's the thing. If you're in a regulated industry, your name is on a document for making that regulated part. It's not easy to move that part. In fact, 
oftentimes I think Johnson Johnson would say sometimes moving a part costs him one hundred and fifty thousand dollars just to move it. Sure, sure. Just to go you, shop A, you're not making it. Shop B, you're making it now. Yeah. It cost him six figures just to move it because of all the paperwork, validations, everything that goes in it. And I think I think that number is really light, by the way. Yeah. So they just assume. So it's value yourself. I'm not saying gouge your gouge your clients because that's not the right thing to do. What the right thing to do is, is to make sure you're taking care of your employees. Because if you don't make a little extra money, if you aren't making double-digit profits, you're not going to have the cookout. You're not going to have competitive wages. You're not going to have competitive benefits. Yeah. You're not going to be able to bonus somebody that really does something extraordinary for sure, you. Sure, sure. You're not going to be able to buy a higher-end machine to do higher-end work. You're going to be stuck buying a cheaper machine. You're going to be stuck buying Fullerton tools versus Data Fluid or Imugi, Right. You, there's a lot of things you're going to, you're going to have to be forced to be cheap all the way around and cheaper is not better in this industry. Yeah. But, uh, we want the listeners to tune into one of our earlier podcasts around what is gross margin, because you need to understand that you need to, um, but you know, it's, uh, don't give them all three. No, that's right. Make sure you understand your cost. Make sure when you mark up and say, Hey, I'm making 20%. It's really 20%. Make sure it's in your ERP. So if you have Pro Shop, you have an ERP system, put it in there. Make sure if you're using paperless parts to quote your work, make sure that number is in there. You have to make sure that's right. They have people that walk you through how to set it up right. But a lot of shops, what they want to do is they want to dial that back. Right, right. Because it's not competitive in their mind. But your reality, your thought process and what you think is competitive isn't always the reality what's really competitive. And if Mike and I could tell you how many shops quote, 10 to 15% lower than what the market is. I mean, shoot, if we had a dollar for every one, yeah. how much money it's, we it's, have? It's frightening. And then they, they report a 70, 75% win rate. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's a... Yeah, so you should never be at 75% or 90% win rate. You should mm-hmm. be closer between 30 and 50, depending yep. on where you're at and what kind of volume you do and stuff like that. You, if you're really high, take a look at your price. You know, take the time. I mean, you guys that own shops, you look at dollar, you look at decimal places, you look, you, you calculate things in the 10 thousandths of an inch or 50 millionths of an inch. And you look at this stuff and you work in finite numbers and you like analysis. So analyze your real cost, sit in a room, figure out exactly what it costs. Listen to the gross margin podcast we did. And when you know that go from there and keep inching your price up to, to where you're about a 50 per 30 to 50 percent win rate and then that tells you what your market will bear absolutely absolutely and then you run it there sure and then if they really want a tighter delivery mm-hmm. and then you flex it up you flex it up that's yep. that is exact that's how you do it it's uh it is supply and demand the supply and demand thing if you're a machine shop you are in demand right on Dave. right on If you'd enjoyed this podcast and you're in manufacturing and you want to learn more about what we do, go to our contact tab at ebitagrowthsystems.com, E-B-I-T-D-A, growthsystems.com, and I'll be reaching out to you personally to see what we can do for you. You've been listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Podcast, Making Business Profitable. 